happening, troops? Welcome to the With Mates podcast, episode two. I am your host, Andrew Grayson, and we are here today to talk about One Division, episode eight, the penultimate episode of the series. And I am joined by two lovely friends of mine, two lovely guests. First up, we have the incomparable Graham Matthew. How are we, sir? I'm outstanding, sir. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm very good. Third time's the charm, you know what they say. <laughs> and next up, this next man, I happen to be his best mate. It is Gary Dial-Up Broadband Bennett. How are we, buddy? <laughs> I'm all right now. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, guys, thank you very much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And thank you for giving me your time for free, Gary. I'll send the money because you don't give your time. Exactly. Um, Wait a minute, he's, he's getting paid? Uh, well, mate, he's, he's, oh, he's, you know he's the diva. So, guys, um, how, what I want to do to start this podcast off is how we all met. So, like, how long have we been friends? So, Graham, we, you joined the Jerseys, what, five uh, years ago? Uh, 2016. 2016, I think. Yeah, so f- five years ago. Um, and guys, me and you have known each other since we were, well, well when I was a teenager, you were 43 at long. the time. Just about, aye. <laughs> <laughs> aye. So obviously we know each other for the Jersey Tones. I missed the gigging, um, which I never thought I would say, to be honest, because at the point of when yeah. we were finishing up, I was fucking hating every second. But <laughs> now, I know. Oh, don't get me started on that place. Um, but now I make bread for a living and I miss my songs. Yeah. So anyway, guys, um, how are you finding the series as a whole? Before we get into the episode, like, what are you thinking of one division season so far as a whole, Graham? Um, I thought that was open to the floor there, but on you go. I, I think it's been very clever. Um, I think so. The, the first couple of episodes, obviously, is a bit, you know, it's a wee bit of an adjustment, but obviously, with it being Marvel, you know, it's deliberate. Um, but I think it's been very clever and I think what they've done with it coming through the ages and then mirroring, so obviously you're starting with like, you know, Dick Van Dyke show and stuff and then in the most recent episode you're starting to see why that's happening but obviously they came through and the decor was changing and the way the shows were actually being run, uh, even like the way that they were uh, utilising the cameras and stuff, so they were doing like breaking the fourth wall, so you know, modern family all that sort of stuff, I think it's been very clever and um, I like the fact that I like the fact, so when Marvel announced that they were doing Phase 4 and they were doing TV, I was kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know about that. But I actually think it's been really, really smart about the way that it's tying it back. And then obviously they're pulling in last night's show, or uh, Friday's show, sorry, they're um, pulling um, like footage from the films and stuff and trying to like tie it all together now. So yeah, I, nice. I've been enjoying it. Nice one. Guys? Oh, well, that's what I liked about the... Um... In comparison to the other Marvel series, about the Daredevils and whatever else, I know they're not canon for this, but this totally seamlessly, seamlessly ties in with the films. As you say, what Graham just said there about using the footage from Infinity War and stuff like that, with um, Wanda and Vision, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think it's, it's great how that's because it's obviously clearly this is going to link straight to the next, next films. Obviously, so they're going to it's all yeah. linking, which is great. Which I really enjoying it, and it's. Um, I think that's probably the best compliment. I think I said that to you in a text. I said that's the best compliment I can give it. I feel like I'm watching one of the films now, rather than rather than a TV series, and that's that's great for a TV series, especially because I think I think the first episode was only like half an hour or something like that. And you're Aye. like, when it finished, I was like, is that it? Because you're waiting, you're expecting these 
to be hour long everyone's an hour long episode they're only seven and a half an hour seven or 40 minutes but it's all good different time I think that's. I think. I think that does say how well the episode, uh, how well the series has been received in the sense that I'm seeing so many people on Twitter and Facebook going, "Why are you only giving us thirty minutes of this? Like you want yeah. more." Every week you get to the end of the show and it is like this cliffhanger, and you want to, you want to see what's going to happen next and stuff like that. So I think that kind of does serve the, I, the series I, well. I like how they've tied in some of the other characters as well. There's kind of smaller characters like Dr. Darcy and Agent yeah. Wu and stuff like that for the different films and tie names together. And uh, everybody's uh, everybody's linked now completely from the films to the series. But I think that's what, this, is, uh, this is the first series to do that, if, if uh, you know what I mean, like to start linking it. I think that is what they've done because the way I always compare it is like, you know, we're big Star Wars fans as well. And when Disney bought Star Wars, they talked about how everything's going to interlink the books, the the games, the TV series, and they have to a certain degree. But Marvel with a first TV series is knocked out of the park, in my opinion. When you are seeing the likes of when you see Jimmy Woo come in and he did the magic trick. Like, to me, I, I lost it. I was going, oh, my God, that's a straight pull from Ant-Man. Uh, as you say, Dr. Darcy coming in. Uh, even like Monica Rambeau, as much as she was like a newer character that was that was done, we seen she her when she was a child and stuff. Like that. I, yeah. I, Captain Marvel, but yeah. I think I think that is the thing that you can praise it highly enough is it, it completely interlinks with the movie seamlessly. And as you say, guys, we know it is going to start um, going into the future films that are coming out. So let's jump in to this episode. You got something to say, guys? Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say, is that that's a very clever point, you know, if you think about it, to make people get Disney Plus. <laughs> Mate, like, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it worked I'm, on me. As soon I'm as one of them. Yeah. I'm one of them. I, was, gonna make, I wasn't going to do it. Disney Plus I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to do the TV shows, see when they announced Phase, uh, phase 4. No. I wasn't going to do the TV shows and then... You have to. Th- yeah, you need to see the TV I, shows to make it make sense. Because none of it will make sense if you've not seen in the... That will be TV interesting, TV. though, is if it does, like, you do need, like, I don't know if the, I th- I'm pretty sure Kevin Feige says you don't have to, but you, sh- like you, you, would be be- you would be better to, excuse me, you would be better yeah. to do it. Um, but yeah, I, I think th- there is a desire for content, so why not, when you do your series, interlink them? Because it's it, it gives that extra, I mean, like... It makes sense, it does yeah. make sense, but at the same time, it's so clever to, like, to get people to part with their cash and get <laughs> and be Disney Plus subscribers, do you know what I mean? So to be fair, it's, at the it's minute, a is, masterstroke. To be fair, masterstroke. Disney Plus is really cheap in comparison to things like Netflix. Yeah. When you consider what Disney Plus gives you, like you've yeah. got all the Marvel movies, you've got all the Star Wars movies, every Pixar oh, movie, Disney movie. You're yeah. now getting the original content coming out as well. Obviously, the price will go up in the next couple of years, but like for mm. now, it's probably best value. Even like the stuff like Mandalorian and stuff like that is. Well, in fact, before we get into the episode, then just because we are talking about Disney Plus and things like that, have you seen all the announcements that have come out in terms of what? So sure. you've got what, you've got Falcon Winter Soldiers coming out. Um, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. That big of March. Aye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've announced that Loki is coming out June eleventh, so that'll mm-hmm. be happening directly after Falcon Winter Soldier. They've announced that Spider Man uh, No Way Home is coming out in December. We've still got um, what are the three movies? You got Black Widow in May. Shinchi in like June or July, the Eternals in November. So you're going to have this conveyor belt of yeah. TV shows and like, don't get me wrong. Hey, how, how's that going to work with the releases though? Because if, if the cinemas still not aren't open, does that mean they're all going to be on Disney Plus? Then? 
Um, as far as I'm aware, like I've not spoken to Kevin in a while, but as far as I'm aware, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, they got charges for it then. That's well, like Disney Plus Disney Plus done the thing where it was 20 pounds for premium content and stuff, but Kevin yeah. Baggett has come out and says he's, he's adamant that they're not doing that with the with the Marvel movies. Um, obviously, we've got the vaccine and stuff like that just now. Obviously, we don't want to get into like the whole you would like to think by May, June, you might get the cinemas open and you, you, you've got one, uh, you've got Black Widow to look forward to and stuff like that. And then hopefully by the end of the year, when the likes of Spider-Man, the, the, there'll be no concern about getting to the cinema and stuff. But I think they, at least they do have a platform if we if yeah, the cinemas are closed that they can put it on. And even like I've thought about it as like, I'm going, right, I'll find my mate that's got the biggest telly. We'll all chip mm-hmm. in like it's a, a, a pay-per-view boxing fight. Aye. We'll stick Aye. a fiver in and we'll order it. Do you know what I mean? It's... it's you would you would prefer to watch it in the cinema? Like I'd prefer to maybe use it midnight, first showing popcorn all that kind of stuff. But needs must and all that. But I think for me this week I was so excited with like how quick and how fast they're getting this stuff out. Do you know what I mean like yeah. you've got three series in the span of what four or five months, and then the likes of what directly links into one division, the Spider Man title No Way Home. To me, I'm going. Does that mean? You're getting this multiverse thing because you've got rumors. Oh there. no, that that's a hundred percent happening. Like I know the multiverse stuff. is happening, but what I'm meaning is, is are we going to get spy- like so? We've had rumors of like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield yeah, coming Andrew back Garfield. as Spider Man, <laughs> Jamie Foxx and um, oh, I always forget Obey. Alfred Alf, Alf, Molina. Alfred Molina. He's 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 been confirmed for the next Spider Man. So you're going right. Does that mean that you're going to get this multiverse and he's going to get stuck? And then maybe maybe Sony and MCU are cutting ties, and Tom Holland's going to go over and do movies with um, Tom Hardy as Venom and uh, Jared Leto as Morbius. Like, are we going to? Is this going to be the whole like way home? Dangerous, though. I feel like it's dangerous to go. It gets a bit confusing if they start. Ideally, you want to work out a deal where Tom Holland stays and he's Marvel, and that's it, because. If you start going down the road of Sony and, and doing their own thing, and, and people will just go, what the hell is going on? Because already yeah. multiverse is hard enough to get your head around. But they're basically they've saw the they've saw the the, the um, success of that the into the Spider Verse one, like mm-hmm. the animated one, and obviously they've looked at that and thought, oh, we we'll, we we'll definitely need to do a movie of this style, like because look how well that did. That's what they're kind of jumping on that a wee bit, but it also tied in. With Doctor Strange multiverse of madness, yeah. anyway. There's a hundred percent stuff. The multiverse is definitely yeah. coming. Well, I mean, the, 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 doc, the, doc, the, the Doctor Strange title movie is titled uh, Madness in the Multiverse. multiverse. Of madness. Um, right. So it just, but the, the thing for me is like, yeah, we know we're getting multiverse. We, we don't know what and how that's going to happen. We've already seen kind of things that we're going, is that Pietro from the X Men universe? Is it not? So we know that is definitely coming. But for me, the interesting thing is because we, like, it's been confirmed that this is contractually. This is Tom Holland's last film this in the MCU. Last film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. do they renew? Like they, 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 they'd already said that they weren't going to have to, and they had renewed. Have I agree that they have to, but again, crazy, Sony, Sony are making money with Venom. They're probably going to make money with Morbius. But that's the thing that, like, I always remember from that Morbius trailer is you got Michael Keaton at the end of the Morbius trailer. So I'm going right. Is that just mean that like Sony are going to make a deal then that Venom and Morbius and all these other characters are going to be part of the MCU, but maybe they've got more say think, in what happens? I don't know. Well, I think I think they have because the reason why I'm saying they have to is because I've I read something recently basically where this is the next big thing for Marvel. They're moving into horror, and to have horror, that means you're going to have to have Blade, Morbius, 
and all these characters come in now and you can't not have them all in the mar- in the MCU. I feel like they're going to have to find a deal, tie a deal in mm-hmm. to make sure that they're all part of it because otherwise it'll just be an absolute mishmash of you wouldn't know what the hell is going on. It'll be interesting to see because, I mean, like, they all want their slice of the cake. They all want their money and stuff like that, which is fair enough. They own the, they own the IP, so why wouldn't they? But, like, I think if, if I'm Sony and I see how popular the Spider-Man movies are when you're working... With they've already agreed. They've all, they've both they've both they've both said that it's mutually beneficial for them right now. Like the whole Spider-Man thing's paying off for everybody, so why not mm-hmm. just keep that going? There's no reason why you couldn't just keep that going. Well, let's hope that they do because I I, I really enjoy Tom Holland in the MCU. What were you saying, Graham? I think they should. I think they should keep him. I was just going to say, speaking of horror, I saw as well last night Marvel um, the Marvel Facebook uh, last night announced the Alien Alien Number One, the first Alien comic that they're doing. So as oh, in really? like the Xenomorph. That's awesome. See, like, aliens, like, well, as they, in uh, Ripley, Xenomorph, etc. Yeah. Um, so Marvel got the rights to it? To it to I, they must have, or maybe through Disney or something, I don't know, but i seen yeah. it on their page last night. They announced... Well, Dis- um, Disney, own, Disney now own Fox, so they could just say, right, Marvel, do you just want to do an alien comic? That'd be mine. I, mean, I hope they bring it back to film, man. That'd be amazing. Imagine Kevin Feige being in charge of the Aliens franchise. <laughs> Mate, everybody wants Kevin Feige in charge of everything, man. Star Wars is rumoured with him. Lord of the Rings will be rumoured with him. Like, it's it's Kevin Feige is absolute... Just game it. Guaranteed money at this point. Um, right, so we've talked enough about things going on out with WandaVision, yeah, so let's get into this episode. Yeah. So we start the episode back in the 1600s. We see Agnes is a witch. We see the Salem um, witch trials, but they're actually all witches, which is I thought was a nice wee twist. Yeah. Um, Agnes is under trial for using, I think it was like dark magic or something like that, and they were trying to chaos magic or something. Yeah, like they were trying to, they were yeah. trying to, to it looked like they were trying to drain her of her power and stuff like that. So, what did you, did you like that opening? Did you think that was necessary? Well, I, straight away, I clicked. Well, I clicked it was all witches straight because they they bound her in a blue light. I was like, well, clearly they're witches because they're mm. no, they're no normal people. They're not just burning somebody at the stake. Otherwise, mm. what's the point? Because you're all magical. But um, I, that was the thing with that. Obviously, I've I've looked into this a wee bit more with the Agatha character as in the comic, but so I don't. Obviously, they're not going completely that route because I know her origin story originally and what her relation is to Wanda and stuff originally in the comics. But they've obviously changed it for the series to be mm-hmm. more to suit what their new their new canon is. But um, I thought it was. I mean, I wasn't expecting to go back to Salem sixteen ninety three, so I, I thought that was pretty cool um, to tie in. But also because this is. It's Westview, in it? Or West Point, was it? Westview. West Westview. West so it's nowhere. Clearly, that's nowhere. Salem's another area in yeah. America. So my only thing with Agatha is from there. We'll talk about it later, but when we get into it, you talk about the episode more. But just how she ends up being in the hex mm-hmm. with. Because obviously, we now find out, this is why we'll talk about it later, how the hex came to be and stuff like that. I mean, but anyway. Yes. Graham, what, did, what, did, Graham, what did you think of the opening? Oh, I liked it. I liked it. I think um, same thing. You know, you, you're as soon as as soon as it came up saying Salem, you're going right. Okay, you know, witch trials, um, and then they, they turned it slightly. Um, it, the only thing is, it kind of felt to me like so. Obviously, I was I was looking at something last night about the, the color of magic, um, mm. and and how that kind of ties back to Doctor Strange and purple magic was always kind of tied to the dark dimension. So yeah, but but the only thing is see when she was so when the witches were around um Agnes and they were they were, you know, essentially trying to kill her or whatever, um mm-hmm. it was almost like a self-defense mechanism rather than her controlling it at that point, it felt to yeah. me. 
Um, I I, I did say that to my wee brother is I think you see that across kind of multiple platforms and movies and stuff like that you see the dark side is always stronger so you see it within Star Wars you see it um, in Harry Potter you see where it's like this idea that if you go to the evil realms that magic is more powerful than the stuff that you should be doing which I thought was an interesting point of view in the sense of you've seen it with Doctor Strange as you were saying Graham like you had the, the books that you weren't allowed to do the spells in and you've got that kind of stuff, the curses in Harry Potter that you're not allowed to do. So I think you're right in the sense of that was maybe her, it just came out of her naturally, that she knew she had to do it. I it think, wasn't like a choice. Because even at the end, when she when she does all the other witches but leaves her mum. Her mum. Uh, she leaves uh, her mum alive and then her mum kind of goes tonto and she's like, no, I'm taking you. And then it's at that point when she realises, nah, right, this is it then. Because she does say that it will be good. Yeah, one of her powers is so that she takes, she can, she's, yeah, she she's like Rogue and X, she's like Rogue and X-Men, yeah. she can drain powers, uh, she, that's one of her things, so. The one thing see, that I was, on you go, sorry, on you go. No, no, on you go, mate. I was just going to say, see, talking about like the, the books as well from Doctor Strange you were talking about where, you know. That book is Aye, so she, she had, so at the end, I think it was yeah, episode yeah. seven, she had a book and uh, I was watching, I saw something on YouTube, it was a, a guy pointing out that see if you if you go back to the first Doctor Strange yeah. film, actually one of the books is missing. I've seen that as well, but I thought, is that maybe the book that Mads Mikkelsen's character took? I don't know, but that's interesting. And if it is that, again, that's another awesome link into the movies I, and stuff. Otherwise, but why would they show that? I think they're almost linking it by showing you that that probably is a link. Yeah, thing. probably she is. Knows, the thing as well, she knows all about Infinity Stones and stuff like that as well. She knows. But this is what this, this is this is what I was thinking though, and I'm not a hundred percent sure. And I think things that you kind of learn later on in the episode will, will link in with this point. My thought was: Is this the first person Earthbound that we see, or this group of people, whoever it is, that were naturally capable of these kind of powers, that superpowers? But then I thought to myself, no, because Doctor Strange was just a normal person and somehow he learned how to do this magic and he was opened up to so that got me thinking is this how you introduce mutants do you say look everybody on earth has the capability and the possibility to have these kind of powers they just need to be brought out in whatever way so like um you, you see dr strange manages to learn how to do me uh, to do magic She's talking about later on when we get to the next scene that we're going to talk about in the basement. She talks about how she's years of, of learning and reading to just be able to do a small thing like turning a fly into a to a bird. Whereas mm. Wanda's got the capability just to just all at once everything is covered and she's got magic happening miles away and things like that. Oh, this so is because this is because she is like basically like a prophecy. Yeah, no, I know, but what I'm saying the, the point I'm making is do you see how it starts so we'll get into we'll get into the basement part so we talked about the part at the start so we see her in the basement you see her kind of golden uh wandering to telling her how is she capable of doing this stuff she wants to know how she's got this power um and then they get a really cool kind of memory walk where she opens doors and wanda's past and wanda has to relive basically everything that that's went wrong in her life um the first one we see it's when they're in Strakovia. And you get the instance of why Wanda has been doing these TV shows, why she's been parading uh, the Dick Van Dyke show, think the Honeymooners, whatever it is. Malcolm um, in the Middle, anyway. Yeah, Malcolm in the Middle, The Office, all those kind of things. So, like, I thought that was a, like that. It was really uh, well done in that sense. But I think that's that, I think that is the interesting thing. Was like obviously we only got mentions. So like it was in Age of Ultron, we got mentions of the bomb and how they had to sit there for two days. 
and blah, blah like but it was nice to actually see that event mm-hmm. um but the thing i missed the first time i rewatched it this morning was wanda reaching out to the bomb so i'm going right so she had the power and the infinity stone has just like enhanced it and and yeah. it's through the power so that's where i'm getting that's where i'm having this idea of so there are people that have these natural abilities like every everyone else that we've kind of been interested intre- introduced to um other than doctor strange spider-man was bitten by a, a venomous spider um captain america was like some sort of super serum tony stark's not got powers but he's just got great tech ability that he can do that kind of thing so i'm going is this the way that they introduce that there are mutants there are people that have these natural they've not actually spoken they've not spoke, spoke about mutants yet really have they and the uh, there was a small there was a small tease at one of the um the Disney conferences where he was announcing all the movies and he's like, oh, we've not even had time to to talk about the mutants. So we've not had it yeah. in the actual films, but we've got it in that sense that they are, the X-Men will eventually appear. And Kevin Feige, if you're listening, yeah. mate, I'm telling you, I want that addition for Wolverine. Um, the next one that I thought was really good. So again, what did you what did you think of the, the, the Strakovia stuff? Well, the thing is, that's the Covia stuff when you see her as a kid. That's mm. pre-Ultron. That's before yeah. Ultron. That was that's the nineties. Yeah. So that's like yeah. kind of Captain Marvel time period. Yeah. So that's obviously obviously Sokovia has been because that's what the whole Sokovia Accord was all. But mm-hmm. it was like that's a war torn area anyway. But I like um because it's straight away you're thinking it looks quite normal, but then you look at the window and it's like it's like like civil war outside, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that. Well, when the bomb out of that bit where you weren't expecting it when it hit, that was pretty yeah. cool. I like that. It obviously built towards it. But um, as you said, when she was lying with her and Pietro lying under the bed, and you see that she has that moment where she controlled her, as they say, why didn't that second bomb go off? It's like, because mm-hmm. obviously she, she controlled scary, it. But... Aye, so Catherine Han said that in, in the episode as well. She was saying that you used a probability hex where. You know, you didn't know how to do that. How did you know how to do that? Aye, she, aye. So it's obviously been been you know inside other the Infinity Stones. Um, you know, enhanced it if you like, but it's been there. That, that's, that's pre. No, but that's pre Infinity Stone. That's before she gets. No, I know. The, I know. No, but what, that's what I mean. So what she's, she's, kid, got she's had it. Aye, she's got this kind of base power. And the reason Aye. that she didn't die with the Infinity Stone is because she had that power inside. Because I think uh, yeah. I'm not sure if Catherine Hans. I'm pretty sure she said something like this that it was like dying off. Like it was this power that she had as a baby that she maybe didn't like get trained to use, so it would have just eventually yeah. died off, and she wouldn't have been able to do something with it. See, um, just on that as well, how good is Catherine Han in this role? Mate, she needs. I, I said it last week on the podcast. If she's one and done, I'm going to be so upset. Yeah. No, no, she, so she's a nurse. She's so, a but what I mean is, if they kill her off, like I'll be gutted. Mm-hmm. She's um, but then, but then this, is, this is the whole thing about her being a witch. It'll be like, is she dead? Can I maybe mm. kill her off? But she'd probably be able to bring herself back and all that kind of stuff, resurrection and all mm. that nonsense. I just think she's brilliant. Like, see, see, seeing her play somewhat more of a straight part, if you like. And I know it's not, not mm. exactly being a, a straight character, if you like, but you know, you're used to seeing her in comedy. Comedy. Yeah, so, yeah. seeing her playing it, like, I, I just felt like that, that scene in the basement, she was great. I agree with you in that sense as well, though. It's like, I think she's had a lovely balance in this series where you do get the, like, especially in the earlier episodes, you get the the, the comedy chops of Catherine Han. But as it's as it's came to this twist, you definitely see that straight fucking scheme. I think before the twist, before the twist as well, she was the first person that I noticed who was aware of herself in the hex. 
Yeah. Do you want us to do that? It's a bit was like, do you want us to do that again? But yeah, we'll do again. another take. She's the only other person that I've ever seen. And I was, I probably we should have clicked in. Something wasn't right. Do you mm. know what I mean? By when she pulled out a character. Cause, and then she went back into character. And obviously we know we see it. And the, it was Agatha all along. Dude, dude, yeah. Dude. I've, I've <laughs> done nothing. But, I've literally done nothing but listen to that on Spotify for the past week. <laughs> but, um, so the next time. Um, she's, she's been great. Aye, she's great. And the other thing that I'll get to later on is so is Elizabeth Olsen, man. Um, so the next scene we go to, the next memory door, we're in um, the Hydra base where we see her get her power. Um, again, this even just before she goes in the door, she's like, I don't want to go back there. So you know she's suffered and stuff like that. And again, it's the same thing as what I was saying, like with the with the earlier scene, we got mention of this. Whereas this one, we got it was an after credit scene. I'm sure on like it was like Winter Soldier or whatever it was. Pre- when they're in the boxes, they're in yeah, they're in their it was literally yeah. like a two minute clip at the end, and it's like this is how they got powers. Whereas this was a lovely scene to see how she actually got it, and she had uh, interacted with the with the Infinity Stone. Um, the thing that was really cool about this scene, obviously, it was gorgeous the way they they done the stone reveal and the the, the yellow light and all that kind of stuff, but. The shadow that was coming. So what do you reckon of that? Scarlet Witch. It was the it was yeah. hardly the hot thing on how you could see it. Uh, so obviously, I think that's that is... you. Well, that was that was like the hard scene of future kind of thing. This is what yeah. you're going to become. Hundred uh, percent. Uh, I wonder if at some point they'll show you it from the other. You know, like they'll, they'll almost do where you see it from Wanda's point of view at that point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I think that I think the outfit because I think they've, they've already kind of hinted at that outfit earlier with the Halloween episode and stuff like that. But that would be cool if you eventually get to see her become Scarlet Witch, essentially. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that was that was a lovely. Again, it was just a nice wee scene to give us more context and how she got her powers and stuff like that, rather than just a, a conversation. The next scene yeah. for me has been some of the best stuff I think in this series was the scene when she's watching Malcolm in the Middle and the the Avengers. Um, Compound. compound. Uh, so I'm guessing this is round about the same time as Civil War. Elizabeth Olsen is some fucking actor, man. Like the the I seen a tweet or a, it was a tweet or it was a, a Facebook post or something where she's always said to be the most powerful Avenger. She's the strongest Avenger, and you see that in some of the films and stuff. But then they brought up to the point she's like, no, not just because of her abilities. Like what this character has went through and how she's able to still be somewhat normal like obviously this event is like just everything kind of added up and she she just she went over the top with this but but like you see these lovely scenes with her and vision and i think that was like one thing i was really happy to see because you didn't really get that and you had like one conversation where they were making dinner together and then the Mm. next time we seen them together they'd run off to edinburgh they'd run off to edinburgh so this gave this added more context into how and i think that's the one thing that that they've done really well in this series is showing that these two love each other, like proper yeah. love each other. And you well, see his, that- his line, his line is the most important line in that. Section. Go on. I thought grief is the perseverance of love when he says, yeah, what is, is grief that, if not that, love persevering? Aye, that's yeah, such a lovely that. line. It's a beautiful scene. Like their chemistry is outstanding. Like, yeah. Mm. And that's the, that is the, that, that is the, the, the strange thing about it, especially in that scene, because vision is very much the, not robot, robot, but he's not got emotion, but he does kind of understand it when he's talking about how he doesn't, un- like he's never experienced grief because he's never had someone that he's loved and lost. Mm. And you do see that chemistry and it is almost as if he's learning how to do that, but you see her finally 
I'm going to say it now, man. The whole... See if he dies again at the end and she has to get through that shit, man. I'm going to lose my. I'm going to lose the nah. plot. Like I can't take I that for her anymore. I think it will. Well, well. argument. Uh, well, mm, no, I think I've, I've I've read a good few reviews and stuff, and I feel like this is them setting up to bring Vision back into the MCU. Pro, like, as in, it's like a new incarnation of Vision, if you know what I mean. Like, adding him. No, not It'll be interesting. I have always talk about. I have always said that that. They can always the rebuild scene. because effectively he's not a he is yeah, a, he's a he robot. Is a sense, he's yeah, he's yeah, a so robot. They can basically make a new one. You know what I mean? The so, one thing that I've always said though is in Infinity War, I'm adamant Shuri managed to get the stone out of a, like no one well, should try yeah. to get the head the, the stone out of his head. That's I was adamant thing. that she managed to do it. Um, no, I think she's copied his memories basically. Like he's copied his memories, yeah. so he can he basically can just like put that in a new. Like the only thing I would say is if it's the Infinity Stone is the whole thing that tied it all together. That Infinity Stone is obviously not well. It's been taken. It Captain America took them all back to where they were mm. supposed to go and stuff. So how does he still have that the power that he had if he doesn't have that Infinity Stone? That's the only thing I would ask. I mean, do you, do you mean in, in the hex or do you mean out of the hex? No, generally, generally, how well, would well, you have a new vision? We'll maybe get to that later <laughs> in the <laughs> podcast. This next scene, if you listened to the podcast last week, I fucking hate this guy. I absolutely hate Hayward. Hayward. He's a fucking dick. Yeah. And this, for me, nothing against the actor, because the actor is doing his job. I'm supposed to hate this guy, and he's fucking knocking it out of the park. Because I said from the yeah. word, oh, yeah. this person is fucking about with things that he should not be doing. You obviously get the context that this was actually going to be Monica Rambo's role, but she got dusted, so he got the role or whatever it was. Right. And now, like, so he's well, she, she in that position. Her yeah, it's her mum that started sword, and then she took over. For, for basically going to be her following her mum, and then, as you said, mm. when she disappeared, he took over, and then it's going to come at it. It's kind of like become Hydra, but not Hydra. If you know what I mean, he's made yeah. it a bit like. It's not even uh, that it's become okay. Hydra. You, you know the context after this episode. So you, you see um, Wanda, Wanda comes to the, the sword base. She gets through to, to, to get Vision's body. And again, more lovely acting for, for, for Elizabeth Olsen when she's talking about, look, all I want is he's, I'm his next of kin. I just want to give him a funeral. I deserve this. He deserves this. And Wayward is just fucking standing there poking her with a stick, just saying he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's the most high-tech... A sentient being uh, being ever had. Um, but he wants her to like, oh, no. no, I know, nice but she's... Aye, but that's what I'm saying. That's it proper riled me up because he's even sitting going, we're not going to let you put three billion worth of vibranium in the ground. I'm going, that's a... Like, I know it's not a person, but I'm going to her. That's... And it is a person, but he just... He riled me up. And and I do think you two guys have, have, you have hit the nail on the head in the sense of he was trying to rile her up to, yeah. to make her do something stupid. And obviously... The thing that, that, that we learn in this episode is he lied to the FBI. He told the FBI she came in and stole his body. That's how he's mm. in there. Could, and we learn that that's not footage. true. Yeah, that's not true. I, the, last, the last episode. So, yeah. I've got, I've got Hayward in my notes uh, for today, and it's just one word that I've got under the notes for his section, and it just says prick. <laughs> Mate, I've literally got the same note. I've got Hayward as a prick. Thing is, I, was no, gonna, a I was going to drop the C-bomb, but I'm like, mm, maybe not this early <laughs> in the podcast. He, he is a prick, but he's done it in a way that you don't see it. Or like, you still don't really see He's not actually coming out and being like, villainous in that sense. He's doing it. Because in his mind, 
anybody's a prick to somebody else's eyes, but in his mind, he's doing the right thing because he just wants a weapon that will well, help the country. Aye, so that's so there's there's two. So I, I'm kind of swaying on this. So is is he intentionally being a villain? Like, is that how they're setting him up? No, or is or so. is he being? You know, he's he's essentially repeating the mistakes that Tony Stark and Bruce Banner yeah. made in Ultron, where they're saying, you know, right, okay, we're and and there's a whole other conversation there around, you know, potentially are we trying to introduce Sentinels, etc. But we'll we'll get to that. But I think that's I think that's the the fair thing to say in the sense mm. of I don't think any villain knows they're being a villain. The best villains think they're doing the yeah. right thing. Yeah. So we obviously yeah. we're from the outside looking in and seeing what this guy's doing. But it's the same way I would say he's a prick and a villain in the same way General Ross is. General Ross thinks he's doing the right thing. He is he is whatever party is of the army or whatever it is that he, he's the head of and he thinks he's making the right decisions. Superheroes need to be not controlled, but they have to have consequences for their actions and stuff like that, which if you think about it that way, you go, yeah, they should. But are you the person that's going to be the right person to, to dictate what, what those consequences are? And in my opinion, no. I think you need to have someone like a cap that that is all good, that is worthy, essentially. Um, so yeah, I think Hayward is in, in, in the same sense. He's like, he thinks he knows what's best, mm. whereas I think he's a prick. Yeah, so as I'm saying, he's just he's not an archetypal villain. He's the, he's the villain of the piece because of his position and what he's trying to do. That's the only reason he's a villain. If you know what I mean, he's not. I just no. say he's not like a he's not a hydra agent wanting to do something. Mm. You know what I mean? He's not like that. He's just a a guy trying to do what he thinks is right for the country. Yeah, effectively. I think that was probably the most interesting scene in the sense of that was my what moment. Like I was going to, like when when she walked out and didn't take the body, I was like, what? Like how? What, how is uh, this? We've been shown. You've been shown yeah. that she took the body, but uh... so then we go to the next scene, um, the next memory, which is her. We see her arriving in Westview, so we get a lovely glances at all the characters that we've seen throughout. This is the thing as well, man. Is there's some of these characters? There's one character in, uh, specifically that I'm going. Why have we not seen more of her? And it's Dotty. And she wasn't there. We just seen her husband, and we seen the the delivery guy, and we seen um, the woman that was in that seventy show in Friends. I can't remember her name, but we seen we seen all the characters from from the earlier episodes. Um, and we see that she's got a letter in her car, and we get to the this plot of land, and again, just absolute anguish and pain for this woman she gets to the point Wanda and Vision have bought a house together or a plot of land where they can grow old together or well she'll grow old and he'll rust um <laughs> and I get, like there was a lovely comparison when in Age of Ultron when Pietro dies and she drops to her knees and all this power comes out and she dismantles all the Ultron bots you get a similar similar thing she drops to her knees lets out this like visceral scream and that's how we get the start of the Hex the Hex yeah and I think that's like to go back to a point on what you were saying, guys, um, when you were saying like how she was in Salem and how she ended up in the hex. I think that is how. I think she is. Oh, no, her power is that she drains, she drains other people's powers. So she's obviously got like yeah. a sniff of, well, there was a big yeah, that, of, like, where does that yeah, come from? Yeah. yeah, that's what I was wondering. That's what I was Because the only thing I would say about the whole, it was Agatha all along stuff. You get right, okay, that's her. In it, controlling her while she's in the hex. But what is it? What I would say, I think what that also possibly led to you to think was it was her that created the hex, but it wasn't the Agatha that created the hex. It was Wanda, obviously, always Wanda that did it. Yeah. But um, that was the only thing that was not confusing. I was just, that was the only thing that made me think, well, how the hell, apart from that, as you said, some kind of power signature that draws her to her. That's only, they've not explained that. That's the only thing they've kind of left that just hanging there. 
and that you've got to make up your own mind on that one, I think. I mean, I think they give you enough in the sense of when when they're in the basement initially and she's talking about like how did you get but also how did she get in it? How did she get into the hex is what I'm saying because to get through that hex as well, to get through it is not possible properly without well, she's changing been, you and stuff. She, she has been controlling um Wanda, so I'm, my assumption is she is powerful enough in herself to know enough how to, to get, get in and be right. safe and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. G, what did you what did you think of this scene? Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking to Gary. <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm forgetting both of you start with G. No, Gaz is Gaz, you're G. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really like what they've done with um, it. I think, so, again, performance, brilliant. Um, you know, you, you've got that wee kind of sentimental party that's like, oh, God, this, like, this girl's been through so much. Um the, the one thing that kind of confused me is when I was, so when I was doing pre, pre this morning research, if you like, like a lot of people, a lot of people seem to think that it was like, this was a big revelation that, you know, that Vision had, had been essentially a projection of, you know, coming out of, uh, of Wanda. Uh-huh. And it wasn't that it was physically in there and that was a big kind of like shock that she didn't take the body. But did either of you actually think at any point that that wasn't the case? I always, I always thought he was a projection of her. She was Aye, that's what I, mean. I always thought that. Aye. Um, whether, it was with, whether it was with his anima- reanimated body, maybe that was a different thing that we didn't, because we always, in the earlier episodes, it's shown that she stole the body, but she didn't, but until you find out later she didn't. So then you find out completely that he's, she's just a total projection from her. That yeah. He's a total projection from her, kind of thing. So, that. I wasn't 100% sure. Like, similar to what guys are saying, I've looked into like, comics and stuff like that and seen like how our kids have been like so um soul remnants and mephisto and there's yeah. there's this that and the other thing so like to me i was oblivious to like i'm going right okay she stole the body and she's just reanimated it she's essentially put a new coat of paint on it because we get the scene where you see mm. him like that really scary scene where you see his dead face and like, I, I like that. Yeah. that was horrible but Obviously, when she's not stole his body and we get that scene where it is essentially she's using the, the mind stone to kind of recreate him. I'm still at the point where I'm going, right, well, what does that mean? Like, I'm going, do... No, but what is, is, it, is, what he is, just, is he just though? a projection or is he actually now well, a being? Remember what remember what Agatha said when she was up? Like, she said about the creation magic. How do you do this? Because she's... No, how do you Spontaneously do, she create, create, yeah. create... Yeah, she creates yeah. them from nothing, effectively, no, from her grief, from her thoughts. The only reason I say about the Mind Stone is because obviously the whole creation magic and stuff like that was red, whereas that was yellow. Mm-hmm. And it was that that's the colour of the stone and stuff like that. And that is essentially how Vision became animated and how powerful he was, was the Mind Stone. So they, the two of them... So you, be- what, is, this how, is this somehow the remnants of the Mind Stone still... Um, like, she has might, power over that or something? I don't know. Might be. Um, as I say, like she she's obviously absorbed or taking on some of the mind stone power whatever well, she it is did, like, because obviously because when she when she did what she did at the in infinity war maybe she's got a connection to it after which no 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 like to, the, the the mind stone is what gave her her powers that was that was the thing no no, the, the, no, the, no but, I, but i know that as well but also she did have complete contact with the mind stone for when she was to destroy um vision vision and in, in infinity war so maybe that's maybe. part of it as well could be i like, just think she needs to, can we just like like when, as soon as we found out she'd made the hex, I thought, right, okay, this is obviously her dealing with, you know, it's essentially PTSD, she's grieving, yeah. and this is... But I think, again, the way they've done it, and again, a lot of it's down to Elizabeth Olsen's performance, but it was just... 
I, like, I feel like just give Ronda a hug, man. Like, can we just uh, give her something? Like, just give her some good news or something, you know? But I think that's the way as well. Like, the performance at her and the fact that they've kept us guessing this entire time. So, like, even up until last night's episode, we're going, right, is Agatha the actual, is she the real villain? Is someone kind of behind her and she's maybe doing this, that, and the other thing? Like, yeah. No, but I feel like with Agatha, I think this is the thing. And both Agatha and Wanda are both anti-heroes, effectively. They could become, they can flip-flop between different sides, effectively. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think Wanda's a vision at all, a villain at all. For me, I'm not sure. I don't think, like, I don't, like, it's, it's a perspective thing. So if you're, if you're looking at Wanda having to suffer through, like, Tony Stark's weapons killing her family, is she just for trying to, to, to go after him? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying she's like a total villain in that. Scene. I just say all I'm saying is when she was introduced to the MCU, she was affect her and Pietro were like henchmen for the Hydra at that point. Yeah. And then then she flipped because she saw that what was what was wrong. And she's like, no, I don't want to be part of that kind of thing. Yeah. And she realised, but I think that she always has that capability, especially now with Hayward. She may mm-hmm. flip back again and because then then she becomes a villain, even though she's not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, completely. I think she does. She does, especially with the power that she's got. She does have the capability of just being like, right, I'm gonna. That Agatha. I think that Agatha is genuinely scared. Of her. I think that's part of the problem is that she's worried about her because her whole she like what she knows that she has this power. Like she's tried that whole episode. She's tried to mm-hmm. find out how did you get this magic? How did you do this? Because she's like she can't do it, mm-hmm. but she still has she has control over her because what she says in the basement. If if you have it's her that created this. Aye, the, the runes. Aye, yeah. the runes. So she has control over her at that moment. But if, yeah. as soon as she breaks that, she's in shit, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So what did you make of the ending? So obviously, after we see the, after we see the, vision being recreated, you see Agatha kind of giving Wanda a clap in the studio and stuff like that. Um. And then we we see the twins are still alive, are still are are still there, and she's got them kind of around the neck with like leashes almost. Um, it was a very wee quick ending G- gave you a lovely taste of like what to look forward to next week and we finally hear Wanda's um, superhero name that's the first time uh, that's the first time it's ever I been was, mentioned I was going to ask that is that the first yep. time that she's properly been first referred time. to we've never seen yep. we've never seen Pietro named Quicksilver we've never seen um, Wanda as the Scarlet Witch and I like that it's not just a moniker I like that it's like some sort of Prophecy. Uh, it's a prophecy. Yeah, like a, she's a yeah. prophecy. She's like this sort of legend that there was always going to be this coming of the Scarlet Witch. Aye, it reminds me a bit about, see, like, can I Jean Grey and... Uh, well, Dark Phoenix, actually. She's Dark Phoenix. That's the symbol. That's what I was going to ask you. Does that, I'm not going to say, does it tie in? Because they're basically in the, in the X-Men lore that Dark Phoenix is the most powerful thing in the universe or whatever. It's like power. I think- I think if you go mm-hmm. into the context of all the Marvel comics and whatever it is, like there's so many that you could be like, "Oh, this is the most powerful being." No, no, this is the most yeah. powerful being. Yeah. I think, I think as well with the the Fox stuff, there's no point really looking into it in the sense of it's all going to be done anyway. Yeah, yeah, or it might not be that they might they might and they might bring people over if they do do the when they do do the whole multiverse thing, they might bring people in. They might not. It's 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 mm-hmm. exciting to see that there's so many avenues that they could go down. Personally, I think they will recast, and I think they're going to do it completely different to what. Because um, the, the the funny thing is, is like obviously I always talk about how I want to be Wolverine, and I would love to audition for Wolverine and blah blah blah. Um, but 
in the original like, cartoons and stuff, he wasn't yeah, a big character. It was Cyclops. No, no, not stature-wise, talking about like uh, in the forefront of the comic. Like Cyclops was the leader. He was the main... Uh, he is the leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the main X-Men, whereas when yeah. Hugh Jackman took over the, the mantle as, as, as Logan and as Wolverine, he became the front guy. Do you know what I mean? So it'll be interesting that's to just, see... But that's almost just the way they did it, though, because they did lead just the films just led with them. I don't think yeah. it was I think everybody who knows I mean I like X-Men I used to watch the X-Men cartoon like back in the day mm-hmm. and it was like black and white yeah <laughs> but Cyclops went job you're, you're the same age as me sure. um, <laughs> roughly Cyclops was uh, for me was always him and was, um, Xavier always were definitely the leaders 100% yeah. in the cartoon and Wolverine he did kind of have that, but I think I think it was just I don't know why the movies went that way with Wolverine. It was then. I think it worked. I think I think he has it a character work. that people. But it'll be interesting to see if that's the way the MCU take it, or will they focus on different mutants and other mutants? Because they've confirmed that they're going to be keeping doing Deadpool, and it's going to be rated R. So, hmm. what does that mean for the multiverse? Like, yeah. so we're going to get Ryan Reynolds definitely as Deadpool, but does like oh I would fucking kill for a. Ryan Reynolds, gonna get... Tom Holland, fucking Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, got... Oh my happen. God, I would love that's that. That's going to happen. Um, but they'll, yeah, they'll, have to, think... they'll have to PG him. They'll have to PG him if they bring him out Spider-Man because Spider-Man can't be our rate. There's, there's a fun way that you could do that. You could fucking bleep him yeah. or something like that. That would be... Uh, there, there is a way that you could do it and you could see him go, what the fuck? And then just bleep uh, him or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think, I think introducing the mutants is something that we know is going to happen, but I think it's one of the most interesting. And that and how they introduce the Fantastic Four will be really interesting. Um, so Graham unfortunately mate you missed last week's after credit scene and I'm assuming I spoiled it for you on the podcast but did you watch this week's I did watch it um, but wait a minute before we say anything if you have watched if you have watched WandaVision and you haven't watched the after credit scene go back and watch it because we're now going to talk full spoilers about that (laughs) yeah Um, so yeah again another big exclamation mark on why Hayward is a prick so what did you think of the yep. review? So the first the first thing that popped into my mind was almost like seeing um black suit Superman. Mm. You know, yeah. so it's almost you've got you've got this vision, okay, but he's essentially this this sort of husky, you know, he's not he's not gonna be the vision that we that we knew and loved. You know, he's he's <laughs> devoid of personality and he's gonna be and then it's gonna be another thing that I'm assuming they're gonna send him into the hex and Wanda's again gonna to need to deal, you know, with Oh, but then it could be vision versus vision. Well. vision versus... I did watch. That's why I think he's going to die. White. I did watch a review. White vision. That's yep. Yeah, morning. I did watch a review, and someone spoke about how you get that a lot in movies and, and TV shows, where it's like, like I don't know if he's watched Power Rangers when you were when you were in your mid twenties when I was a kid, um, uh-huh. <laughs> but like they done the whole. Uh, Green Ranger uh, green, fight yeah. the white like and it was like the the, the same person fighting the same person. Yeah, Whereas this is me. the first time the MCU have really done this or have done mm. this. Um so it'll be interesting. I think there are so many ways as you say, like Graham, you think he'll die. Is there a chance that they could go Wanda projects oh. her projection into that vision and then he's alive? That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. That's what as he becomes effectively her, her memories of the actual vision will, will basically I think I think that's where they're gonna go with the white vision. That's how he because that's a that's his original physical body, so then they can basically. Did you like the way that they they, they said how they powered them? 
I thought that was using so clever. Using the magic from the drone. Aye. Yeah, but I thought that was so clever. Aye. Aye. I thought I thought that was a really nice device on like, cause, and again, it makes me think like back when Hayward was being a prick to her, and like, was he trying to get her to, to reanimate at the time? Like, yeah. did and he think that was the, the 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 case would happen and stuff like that? Because he does make the jibe. I he, he does make the jibe that like you've got the possibility to bring him online. So I think does, I think it was. Does that open the door? So I, I don't actually think this will happen. But one thing that I also thought seeing that was does that then open the door potentially for you know if we're saying right Hayward's now managed to successfully have this kind of sentient weapon, mm -hmm. does that then open the door for the Sentinels? You know if we start going right, we'll make more. I did. Or... I did. I can't remember Which if it was last week. So that brings an X men. I didn't. I don't know if I said it in last week's episode or if it was one of my Twitch reviews, but I did mention how like it was making these sentience and that is an X-Men villain. So I think there's hints at that, that it could go forward where he is adamant that he is going to make them. If this one doesn't work out, he'll maybe try and get, and that's how you enter it. Well, the thing is, kind of the, white, the, white, the white vision that we've ended up with is basically what they were trying to do, what Ultron was trying to be before mm -hmm. our, like, the whole that whole Age of Ultron thing. That's what well, that, effectively succeeded now, with having the white leads, vision. That leads me into my next my next thought or speculation is who is voicing White Vision? Like to me, I thought it'd be quite cool if Ultron was in the back. Like we know we think that Ultron's gone, but could he have been hiding on the web and he's looked for his perfect moment and could he have got into this suit and we could see is it James that Spader? If he even speaks, though, well, will he even? We don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. It'll be interesting to see what happens next week in the sense of who is it? Is it going to be Vision that we know? Is he going to be somewhat Vision that we know? Is he going to have any of Vision's memories? Is he just going to be this kind of proper robot? Does he speak? It'll be interesting to see because it did look as well as like his head was like an arc reactor, like Tony Stark, um, mm. that was powering him and stuff like that. So it's. Last week's last week's after credit scene didn't really do much for me. There wasn't really much that it could give that, that showed. I was going, oh right, kill Pietro's still about. But this one has got me so hyped for next week. Like like there's so many well, I things. Getting, I think you're gonna get a big battle effectively at some point well, that's, in this. That's episode. what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna lead uh, lead into then just to kind of finish up the podcast is what are your expectations for next week? Like what what are your predictions? What do you think we're gonna get? Well, they're not, I don't think it's not a case that this is like one series and done. I think there's going to be more series. So they have to effectively pro prolong it. I think there's going to be some kind of battle of sorts. There's going to be a, a face-off between Agatha and Wanda. There's going to be a face-off between Vision and White Vision. Yep. And also, you've need to go back to the fact that Monica Rambo, mm -hmm. when she came through the hex, she has got powers. Yep. She has effectively, she will, in the comics, she's Captain Marvel. She becomes Captain Marvel in the comics. But she also has, has another name. She ends up becoming Photon, Photon which is her mum. That was a, that was a Photon. That was her mum's name on a plane. It's Photon, and she has because you see her, her eyes light up blue when yeah, she was she got she face off with Wanda. So she's going to come into it as well as a, yep. in the in the fight effectively. I think. 100%. Gee, what do you think? Uh, I think they'll send White Vision into the hex. Um, chaos will ensue, and I think. Mm -hmm. I think our vision will actually. Like, I think I think we'll see the end of our vision, like our friendly vision. Yeah. So you think be... he's you think he's gone, gone? Nah, nah. Well, if you think, right. nah, 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 no way. I think, he, I think him and White Vision. They've got. He will become. That will be the new vision. If that makes sense. 
Graham. So do you think? I, think I don't know, man. Like, if you if you assume right, if you assume they've got to make the films, the films have to have continuity regardless of whether you've seen the TV show or not, right? That's right. right. So Vision's dead, right? Has been since Infinity War. Right. If if they amalgamate him back with White Vision and then, you know, in Spider-Man or in Multiverse of Madness, all of a sudden, you know, Vision's just there. I, d- I don't know, maybe they could go that way. I just don't see it. I, I think, he can I think be, he's, he's going to die a, with the hex. Because he's not a living thing, though, so he can be effectively reanimated as a new version. I would like, like that because Vision, Vision 2.0. I, I, I would like, like that because I like I like Paul Bettany's Vision um, and it's a good character, but I, I think he'll die with the hex. I don't know if you've seen this, but did you see the thing that Paul Bettany essentially was in with like a big producer or a big uh, or someone like a big kind of head honcho in Hollywood and got told he's like you'll never work in Hollywood again, nobody wants to touch you, and then like literally the same day Kevin Feige phoned him being like we Paul want you to come play Vision, and I'm like thank God man because he's so good. I love right, Paul Bettany. Yeah. Um. So we've touched on we've touched on like what we think so obviously there's going to be this big battle it's a marvel tv show movie whatever you want to say there's always a big battle so you'll probably get wanda and uh, agatha having a, a face off you'll get vision versus vision somehow we'll see jimmy woo getting monica. involved um monica will get involved darcy will hopefully be back i hope hayward gets a boot up the chuff the thing that's kind of last in my head is what are we going to get that's yet to be revealed so there's still this lingering cameo that we've not seen yet. Apparently, um, Evan Peters wasn't the, the Luke Skywalker level cameo. Uh, Paul Bettany's talked about it's someone that he's always wanted to work with. Uh, we still don't know as we've seen all these rumours of Mephisto. We've seen these kind of rumours that there's someone else in the background that's, that's making um, Agatha do Agatha. all this stuff. Um, the thing for me that's sticking out in my head is Dottie, I want to know what she is because she was hinted at that she was a bigger yeah. character than what we've seen yep. and the other thing is Ron Agatha's husband that she always talks about I want to see him so that could cover, his character could cover Mephisto, could cover Ron it could be that is who the missing person is there's loads of questions going into this final episode that that we still don't have answers for and we're going to get the payoff to this kind of big battle. What's going to happen to the kids? What's Pietro going to be doing? Uh, this was the longest episode yet, and it was like 46 minutes. 45 minutes. 45. Aye. Aye. So, do we go over an hour? I think, yeah, because it's, it's a strange like, number of episodes, nine episodes, so I think it's definitely going to be a, a longer I did episode. see a rumour that there was going to be a secret 10th, but then I've seen other people kind of quash that and say, no they've announced it's nine it's going to be nine yeah. I don't see why they would go secret number ten yeah. so, yeah. but then it's, Mar- it's Marvel though isn't it? it's I know like, uh-huh. yeah. but um I think it'll be the longest episode of the series this will be a fun way this will be a fun way to kind of end it then right so give us give us your prediction we'll see who wins next week what's your give me your uh, your, your closest time and we'll see who gets it oh as in on the money on the money hour, like how, ooh, how close you can get to one hour two right, okay. minutes 47 seconds I mean, don't I'll need seconds, you gimp. <laughs> but I'll go. What did you say? One hour what? Two minutes forty-seven seconds. Guys, I'll go fifty-eight. Minutes. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fucking big. I'm going like one hour <laughs> sixteen, man. I think we're gonna get like, <laughs> like a mini okay. movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think there's a lot to kind of get into the last episode. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'd love to know what your guys' thoughts are next week as well. So make sure you message the. 
the podcast and let us know what you're thinking. But guys, thank you so much for being on this episode. I think we've touched upon everything that we could. Um, Graham, where can the lovely people that are listening find you on all your socials? Hey, it's just just the bog standard ones because I'm a because I'm a I'm an ancient. Um, so it's just Graham Matthew on Facebook and uh, I think Graham Dot Matthew on Instagram and you can you can follow one of my three posts a year. Nice. <laughs> that, to be fair, they are really good posts when you do the second do them. <laughs> Guys, what about you, mate? Where can people find you on all the socials? Again, on the on the ancient people. ones, I hire people. My space. Find me at my back garden sending smoke signals no, up no, at the uh, carrier pigeon. No, at Twitter, no, Twitter at Benito83. Uh, and then Insta, Gary Benny eighty on Instagram. That's my two open ones. Facebook, you're not getting that's closed. My two open ones is if you get some sort of secret life, man. Jesus. <laughs> um, I am Andrew Grayson. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch at Andalf the Gray. A N D A L F T H E G R A Y. Um, you can follow the podcast at With Mates Pod on Twitter at With at With Mates Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone that listened to the first episode. Your feedback's been great. Keep it coming. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, all your major podcasts. If you're on Apple, leave us a five-star review, leave your comments, all that kind of stuff. Thanks for listening this week, guys. And we'll see you next week for the WandaVision final. Latest on the Minji. Mm-hmm.